0: shlishi koftes kislev hei chanekei tavshin gimel shurim chumish mi keit shlishi in perishashi kuf memtol kuf nun we're talking about Hanukkah, right? And the previous entry spoke about Hanukkah parties and Hanukkah guilt. Here the Rebbe talks about the core of Hanukkah, the source of Hanukkah. The source of Hanukkah was the test that Goyim had at that time, and the Mesir nefesh, that they had to call forward within themselves to overcome those obstacles. So it says like this, the Avedis from the Yidmen and the Tzach from the yevanim, the sin of the Jewish people, the time of the Syrian Greeks, Zion and they were... Number one, the and zich they are associating freely, equally with the yevonim. They socialize with goyim. Number two, learning their culture. Now, notice—is it aveda to Is it aveda to learn his culture? The answer is yes, but most people don't know that. Is it instead of Laysa chani? It's chani. You're not allowed. You're to be too with a Goyim out of fear of intermarriage. This You're not allowed to be too comfortable with Goyim. There has to be a barrier between Yidin and Goyim. And Latin there Kultur also it says, uh, Yidin is not allowed to learn what's called the customs of Goyim. Three, the desecration of Shabbos and holidays. Four, Esen Treyfus, not kosher. Five, that the Yiddish Tahara, not keeping Jewish pure which for past just means mixer Things. The Straftsara is given the punishment and the tsarath that it was that Gais the Kechot of Mikdash, number one, the spiritual desecration of the house of God of the sanctuary of the Besamikdash. Hariga and Shklafaray in Golos, God forbid, Hariga, the opposite of life and enslavement in Golus. And then the devil concludes nefesh through chuvah and self sacrifice is gekumin the graise getlacha gundan Yeshua. Came the great godly wondrous salvation that for the miracle of Khan. So the three of you can have a breaks up Hanukkah into three parts: what we did wrong, what happened as a result, and then the Nase, The nace, which is the result of the of the of, of our truth. Before we go into the specifics over here, which are very, very enlightening, the point that the Devon chooses are very significant, but let's first use this as I qualifier for the previous thing that I was just telling you. Jewish people have many, many tsaris. Right? Oh, this is what I wanted to tell you before. This is the point I wanted to show with you before. Now i it ever said once, it's, I saw it in Perlov safe, and the Kutishi put it from Rabbi Perlov Al Sham. But it's not from the Rabbi but it's from Ha-Khasis, who heard it from who heard turn from Hasidim it it's a very very wise thought that the Gemara says the Gemara says that the Chachamim saw that the temptation for idol worship was too strong the temptation of worshiping idols was too enormous and it was so enormous that it was unrealistic for you not to fall into the temptation as you all know the Gemara the Gemara says that the Rav, the great sage Rav was learning bruxes, the laws of brachas, the of blessings and he had some confusion and Menashe Melech Yisro one of the worst Jews who ever lived the son of Chizkewa Melech who was a pagan, who was the worst kind of baby that the Zohar, came to him in a dream and he resolved for him his questions on matters of brachas so i said to Menashe, if you are such a scholar, how could you have been a pagan like you were? Menashe said, had you been in my lifetime, you would have raised the tail of your skirt to run ahead of me. And Menashe was the king to worship idols. In other words, it's impossible for us to comprehend the test that idol worship was in the time that idol worship was a test. But the Gemara says that the Chachamim the irishtid, and they removed the temptation from idol worship. The Gemara says also that they did it about other things as well, but they removed the temptation of our wish. So the Altarebbe said, what happened to that energy? They created a energy for desire. The Chachamim took the desire out of where did the energy of his other goal? So the Altarebbe said it's much like a late guilt. It was transplanted, it was placed into the desire for money. Now, wait, here comes the clincher. And Al Tadeba added, I don't know if it was a worthwhile trade off. Al Tadeba said, trading off the desire for of a desire for a for." Now, technically speaking, nobody gets stoned for liking to collect money as opposed to ave But spiritually speaking, Geltil is nothing spiritually more meaningful, nothing uplifted, nothing higher about money as an idol worship, as an as an object of worship, something which, in the meaning of the word object of worship, of course, means where it takes on an importance that is greater than it deserves. Money is very useful. And if you use money correctly, it's a wonderful thing, but when it becomes an idol, in other words, when money becomes not the good things you can do with money, but it becomes the money itself, it's a sickness, it's a crank, it's a, it's, a, it's 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 worship, it's a bit disorder, and it's very it's not healthy for the person and the rest. but a is a edel and a taifet and In terms of punishment, certainly a desire is worse than a desire for money. But the disconnectedness of money, the fact that there's nothing about money that makes it of greater value, uh, makes it a very lowly thing. And as I was saying to you before, the idea of chanich and guilt is that the kayach of the meschidus nefesh of the chashminayim brings the kedusha even into guilt. But anyways, today's ayam, the one we're reading at the moment, discusses the idea of i <laughs> story of Hanukkah, right? Jewish people have had many challenges before. Beginning with Paddy and Amalek, right? Had many enemies. Many people have tried to destroy us. And they've used many, many different techniques. The Greeks were course The Greeks were heretics. The Goyim who had opposed the Jewish people before, had their problems. Maybe they were even pagans. Maybe they didn't know But they weren't cold. They had their own passion. They had a brand, they had a passion for something. The Hellenism, the Hellenists were were a cold breed. Their, Their whole union was no warmth. No belief in anything spiritual they try to bring into the Jewish people this coldness. As we all know what the Rebbe says in the Old my modern, in the Old they didn't even have a problem with Yiddishkeit. They had a problem with doing Yiddishkeit mit the Gishmak. They had a problem with doing Yiddishkeit in the Avarimkeit. Uh, the Rebbe says that You want to do a mitzvah because it's a beautiful cultural tradition go right ahead and do it. But take the Eivish to that. The timelessness the idea that this is L'maylo and Azman It comes from an infinite, timeless God. And it's of infinite and timeless value. This is what the Greeks hated. They they represented secularism. Secularism is anti-religious. It's no religion. And secularism has a coldness to it that... uh, that was there, was, there was, it was, it was, it was quiet, it was ice. This is what the Greeks were. They, they wanted to bring in the Yiddish guy no feeling, no passion, no warmth. And it's very difficult to counteract, very difficult to fight against. And the only way the Yiddin were able to conquer the certain Greeks was with Messidas Nefesh I, I want to say something about secularism. I've told this to you many times before. It may sound controversial to people, but. I I don't make up the stuff. I try not to make up the stuff. I don't teach. So, if you have a problem understanding this, I personally don't have a problem. Maybe I resolved my problem with it. But this is the 5 word. The Baal Shem said. It's a long time ago. But the Baal Shem words are timeless. The Baal Shem said... If you travel with a goy in a wagon and he walks by a church, you take a coach, a goy is a coach, and you're traveling out of town to go to the next city. And the Balagos are goi. Now of course if the Balagos are goi, you're out in the forest, and you trust the human, with your life, the pastors. So the just said you travel with a guy and he goes by a church and doesn't cross himself, get out of the wagon, and did hard again then. He'll kill you. You travel with a guy and he's not a believer, he's a killer. He said that a religious guy is always safer than a secular guy? The, the, the winds of the world in which we live will tell you everything we're talking all the tzadahs you don't have religion and the Baal said it's true religion gives a lot of tzadahs first of all religion doesn't give tzadahs people give tzadahs but I'm not going to defend Christianity and Islam without religion we shall lay bad of horse and the Baal was not only a holier man than me and you he was a smarter man than me and you and the Baal understood the evil of kaltite of kfire and this is what Yavan was the, the, the challenge of the Syrian Greeks what made the challenge that they introduced unique. In other words, the you, you read about the Bukhabnet. They gave him a madman He was called a caliph. They called him a dog for a reason. It tells us fun that he became a caliph a two he became a dog. Kip a barking dog, the Pashtas. But Nebuchadnezzar was a superstitious man. Nebuchadnezzar hated Jews. He hated Abishd. But he was afraid of them. He was afraid. Many guys. He was so he believed that there's forces out there that were bigger than him. He wanted to conquer them. He wanted to rule over everything. He was intimidated. The kautkite of Yavan, the coldness, the I don't care. I'm not afraid. Nothing is real. That Yahweh brought into the world, which was suffering with was it wasn't so much a negative energy. It was a no energy energy. It was a cold energy. And to overcome a cold energy like a mulek, what makes a mulek so sinister? What makes a mulek so terrible? Because a mulek just says, eh, is put a little of the asher karcha badelech. What does <is> it say to the asher karcha? Asher karcha means he met you on the road. That just says asher <laughs> ended up get killed. He cooled you off. Even a draft. You make a funny face and you ruin the whole parade. You do... A- akrim you, you demonstrate uh, some kind of a subtle even uh, distaste and you ruin the whole enthusiasm this is what Yavan was and when Yavan realized that they were not going to take Yidl away from their tradition with the attractiveness of their secularization they forced it upon the Nachman of and the only Yitzel was Mesidus Nefesh and Yidn had to bring out of himself the greatest Mesidus Nefesh I mentioned before for Amalek, I'll share with you the Amalek Vidyank. And next Sunday we'll talk about this. But the Amalek situation is like this. It right, says in the Chsid in Tsukim, like this week is Pashas. Shkolim next Shabbos is already Pasha Zohar it doesn't happen a lot that Zohar and Shkolm shouldn't have a week in between but this year it works out because Shkolom is a Shkodesh and Purim is Friday so we have two weeks Shkolom and Zohar has no space, it doesn't happen often but it happens so we can, we're a little bit ahead of ourselves but Shlash Shirim Lifni Achak it doesn't Zohim that Hashem says to Yeshua ben Nun, Bechal lono anoshin, but say a lochem Malik. lono means choose for us people and go fight a Malik. Rashi, Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, go choose for us people the Drasha Anchei Moshe. To fight with Amalek, you need it to be Anchei Meishe, the men of Moshe Rabbeinu. And Rashi explains it. They had to know how to destroy kishim because the Amalekim were tremendous magicians, and to defeat the Amalekim, you had to be able to be mavafuk shofim. But the Rabbis, the ever and Xsides, and one of the the most studendic discussions of Abraham, is among chsedim is even from Anchei Meishe. Moshe. Hashem says to Mesha said to Yeshua, you're gonna go fight with Amalek, you need Anjay Moshe. Why couldn't it be Anja Yeshua? Yeshua was a very fine Jew. Yeshua was a very, very big person. And the greatest thing about Yeshua was that Layabael, his hometheist, was that he was an extension of Meisha Abeinu. To fight Amalek, you needed people of Mashainu. Why? molek was fighting for no particular reason. When you fight with an enemy without a particular reason, <laughs> Particular weapon that you're going to use. You can't use a particular weapon because there's no particular reason. It's, it's tam chutzpah. And you need to have a akshonas. And akshonas comes from a bit from a subservience when you're military, which is a And that's Madege Meshan Abeinu. And Meshan says to sure, Yeshua, You're going to go and fight. I'm not going to go and fight. But you're going to go and fight with the Keach of Meshan What's the Keach of Meshan Nothing. Not that he's a big but he has a bit me. he has a humility before the Evishter, that when he meets Kalkites, he identifies Kalkites, what it is, and he kills him. When you meet somebody who hates you, is angry at you, so, you know what he, what is, you know, he's your enemy. You know what makes him an enemy, and you know how he's dangerous. But when you meet Khair, you meet ice. you meet somebody who says, hello, you're a wonderful person, I wish you wouldn't be weird. <laughs> um, particular. And Moshe Rabbeinu could defeat Ambalik, And for the same reason I see this, Moshe Rabbeinu Allah to defeat Midian. And the story of Hanukkah, the same kind of thing. What made the Greeks so difficult was that they represented nothing. Except nothing. What are you getting so excited about these mitzvahs? Pick make different ones. The world evolves, the world changes. God, do me a favor with you, God. Stop dreaming, stop living in fantasy life. Yo, I said before, they, they forced it on the Jewish people, they forced this cult on the Jewish people, and there was a considerable Rahman al-Assadah <laughs> Hellenization. Many hidden Zayn al went away. And. the antidote, the only way to overcome it, was not with reason with Mesut HaSnefesh and like I said earlier, this is why Hanukkah's candles are so powerful so special, so holy, because they were brought on by the highest kind of Mesut HaSnefesh, and that's where they can light up the street in the night, and the darkness, when I feel the guilt even money as well so let's read game again. I'm, I'm going to stop now more or less. But let's read it again. The Avedis for the Yid and the tithe for the Yavanim Zayinim. The sins of the Jewish people in times of Yavanim were First of all, those Chavans, Nechmed the Yavanim. Being friends with goy. This is a very interesting one. Especially in America. I mean, today we live in ghettos. But the idea that a Yid is separate from a goy, The idea that a Yid can't be... We're not talking about, as the Rebbe would say, biting on people's noses. But the Abish that made certain halakhas that are supposed to keep men and women separate. You know, I'm sorry, that's true too, men and women separate also. Pun intended. Uh, Freudian slip. <laughs> it's Freudian in fact. Um, but keep eating and going separate. You know what the reason for? Why aren't you allowed to eat food cooked by a guy? Why aren't you allowed to eat bread cooked by a girl? The real direct reason is you shouldn't sit and be comfortable with going. That's the reason. Look at Shekhan Ola. It's not because you don't trust their kashos. It's because Abishtah does not want to destroy the Hamadil by Yisrael because at first it's a friendship and then it's of other things, and then the end is God forbid, a Yiddish ingele marries <laughs> a shiksa, and a Yiddish a maidle marries a goy, the children are Jewish, a Yiddish ingele marries a shiksa, the children are goy. It's a complete loss to the Jewish people, and it all begins the you sit with the guy, and you eat, and you drink, and you make a barbecue together. You hang out. You're just being a good neighbor. What's so terrible? Yiddishkeit does have these borders, these parameters, and I have to tell you, this is not just chassidus and fanaticism. It's a Shechem chacham l'ol. the chared. People are not supposed to be too. There has to be a separation between Yiddin and Goyim. And now that I made my Freudian slip, I want to add the same thing. The same is true men and women.